Hey guys, and welcome to the Bare Naked Health Podcast, where I interview the absolute best health and wellness practitioners from across the globe to show you what they do so you can do it too. This is because, like you, I did not always feel that health was easy. I tried different diets, exercise plans, but often felt misled by an industry that really thrives on you not getting healthy and always spending money on the next new thing. Because of this, I'm getting bare naked on health and pulling back the curtain to show you that being truly healthy is simple. Wherever you are in your health journey, I want to show you that with minimal effort, you can get maximum results and do what you love. Play with your kids, go for a hike, and crush it in your business all while feeling great. To give a kickstart, I encourage you to go over to BarenakedHealthPodcast.com to access my calendar and schedule a 15-minute call so we can discuss what is your biggest struggle when it comes to maintaining your health. Remember that I'm a holistic lifestyle coach and that the show is really sponsored by you guys. Each of you that works with me that I am able to take on as a client helps me to be able to keep putting out these podcasts for free. So I just want to thank you, each of you, for your love and support. Hey guys, I'm your host, Nick Horowski, and welcome to the Bare Naked Health Podcast, episode number 106. In today's episode, uh, I actually interview myself again, uh, so just listen up. I'm going to start talking. Uh, the reason I'm doing this today is because mm, about a week ago, I just did my first strongman contest, uh, getting back to it. In, it's been about three years since I competed, not quite, but I was really excited uh, about this to see just where I was at for myself. I, I know I've done strongman before. I've done very well at it, really enjoyed it, but I knew it was time to get back to it. Um, I, I, I'm not really sure why I took off looking back on it. It's like, well, Cooper was born a little bit after like, but it was still another year until had him. So it wasn't like the, that was it. Uh, it wasn't necessarily anything with work. I just, I lost, lost interest in it and I just didn't train very heavy. Um, and then last June of 2016, uh, I took HLC to uh, through the Czech Institute for the second time. It was, it was, uh, they revamped it a little bit and I was really exploring my life a little bit more and seeing what I wanted to do, what I enjoyed about what I was doing, uh, just overall, what I didn't necessarily enjoy, what I wanted to change for myself going forward. And I realized I wasn't lifting that heavy. And this is kind of weird because this is something I've always done, right? I've always loved just going out crushing weights. I mean, uh, it's, it's something just since I was what, maybe 12, 13 years old when I got my first weight set down in my parents' basement that I just was addicted to, uh, or just even, Hey, working for my neighbor, like lifting heavy logs, moving stones around, whatever it was. I just liked doing that. Uh, and I kind of realized I got away from it. Uh, not necessarily in a bad way. I'd been doing like a lot more body weight work. Uh, but I also, didn't have much structure in my training anymore and wanted to get something back. Uh, so getting back to the contest, I want to kind of give you an overview of the contest itself. Uh, what my training, what my eating, what my life looked like for the preparation for that, uh, how all the events went, and then just kind of going forward, what the plan is for me and what all I really just learned from it. So I uh, get there, um, weigh in. I had to uh, strip down a little bit uh, to make sure that I made weight because I was competing at 200, uh, which 
for me, when I'm lifting heavy, lifting hard, uh, I was able to make it for this contest. And that's because I really only trained for about seven months. So I was coming in about 10 pounds, hmm, 10, 12 pounds, maybe even lighter. I was probably upper 180s, lower 190s, again, depending on the time of day, uh, back in August of 2016 when I started training for this. And for me to put on that type of weight, again, did it nice, easy, clean. Uh, so I felt really good doing so, and I really haven't noticed much of a change um, as far as how I feel necessarily. Like I don't feel run down from it. I don't have any problems. I'm not like sucking wind, <laughs> anything like that. No, I mean, my conditioning overall is still probably better than it even was. But I had to make weight. Uh, I knew I really couldn't go all out eating carbs the, the week up to it. I uh, really had to shed a little bit of water weight. We had to watch my salt intake. But as it so happened, uh, when I got there, there weren't enough guys competing at the 200 class anyway. I think a couple had just not shown up. Uh, and instead of combining 175 and 200, they combined 200 and 231. So got to move up a weight class. Uh, not really a big deal in itself. It just meant I had to be ready for heavier weights. And that really didn't make much of a difference because it wasn't going to change my training overall. I wasn't going to train heavier. I mean, the way that I train, and I'll get into that a little bit more, is the way I train. The contest, um, I still have to be strong in every event, so it doesn't really matter. Excuse me, I'm uh, sipping on a little coffee here and uh, some coconut oil as I'm talking, as well as some adaptogens that I'll talk about in a little bit. But Overall, I didn't do very well uh, as far as a placement standing uh, standpoint. Why? Well, I was outweighed two of the guys. One of the guys definitely around the 231 mark. The other guy was probably around 240. Uh, and he definitely looked every bit of it, uh, which, hey, good for him. Like, he qualified for nationals. That's why we bumped up, combined the group so that there was enough in one weight class for somebody to at least be able to get their uh, – nationals qualification. So, Hey, maybe they can get their pro card, which would be awesome. I'd love to say competed against a, a professional, um, the year that they got, uh, their professional card, which is awesome. But I want to kind of give you a rundown of events. So the press, the press is what really killed me to start. Uh, this is pressing is first and foremost, always my weakest point, which is probably why I've still kind of avoided. I just don't enjoy it that much. Uh, I don't know why I just don't like pushing things away. So I'm always much better at pulling things towards me. I just enjoy that. So I do that a lot. Uh, but as far as the press, it was a Viking press. It was something I never really trained on. And had I used the contest weight, uh, for the 200 class, I definitely would have gotten a few reps, but I could not for the life of me lock one out. Uh, I'd get it just above my head and it just come crashing down. And I took, you had a minute to press away on it. I didn't get any. I, I just kept pressing and pressing and pressing. After about 30, 35 seconds, I stopped because there's still four more events. At that point, clearly I wasn't going to get any. Um, but it has really helped me already uh, just as far as thinking about my training. I realize where my weakness is overhead. It's not, again, that initial drive off of my shoulders. I can get it. I can get a reasonable weight because the weight was like 280. Um, I could get it to just above my head with my leg drive, uh, maybe a little bit above. I can't, I really don't know. I didn't get any video there. I was there by myself, um, but just wasn't there. Like it wasn't happening uh, that day. So no big deal. I, hey, I zeroed, had to move on because I knew 
my best events were to come. Uh, so next up was the deadlift, and it was on a fixed axle, which was definitely a little different than anything I had ever done before, but by no means that crazy. Uh, it would have been much different had we tried to press on something like this, but just deadlifting a fixed axle, no big deal. It was, I think it was about 13 inches uh, off the ground instead of, I think, like a typical nine for the plates. Uh, so I definitely hit nice PR. I pulled 500, 550, uh, both with pretty much ease. And then came 600. Uh, this is where I did budget, but that's about all I'll say. I budged it. Uh, <laughs> it, it was again, not going up. Uh, I took a, I mean, I guess a second attempt on it. Like I, I tried pulling it once strained, like I said, got a little bit, uh, really got me excited. Cause I mean, crowd got into it. You hear that motivation and that's always a fun thing with the contest. Like there were probably 20, 25, eh, maybe 25 people. Uh, it was probably 15, 17 guys and the rest, uh, girls and everybody there was just going all out for everybody else, which was awesome to see. So that was a really cool thing. And that's just what it was all about. I mean, a couple friends and family members there from some people, uh, and just cheering and you start getting any momentum and everybody wants you to still get that lift no matter what. Cause they can see, Hey, you're busting your butt. Like this is an all out lift for you. So they want you to get it. Uh, unfortunately, Hey, 600 didn't go, uh, went for a couple other people, uh, not just in my weight class, but above as well. And it's just awesome to see that six, six fifty, seven. I mean, guys putting up some really good weight, uh, after that. So I, I did very well with that. I was happy. Uh, next was the frame carry. Um, I'm trying to remember. I think I jumped in at 500, did it for the first one. That was pretty easy. It was, it was only a 20 foot walk. And then 550, again, same thing was actually pretty easy. No, I'm sorry. We started at 550. Yeah. So I did one at 550 for 20 feet and then came 600. It was 50 pound jumps. You just go until you can't. Uh, 600. I made it past the halfway marker, uh, maybe 12, 13 feet probably. I wouldn't say much more past that. And the grip gave out uh, on the left hand first. So again, that was something else. Hey, keep that in mind, neck leg, right? Learning points the whole way. Um, but I was definitely happy. Like, Hey, I'd never, I don't know that I'd walk with that much in my hands, uh, especially not recently. It's been not at this body weight. I have done it more when I was competing, uh, up at two thirty one, and I was in the two twenties. I, I could do some farmer's walks with three fifteen in each hand for a bit, but Hey, this is a different ball game and it was still fun to do. I, I still enjoyed it. Still again, did well with that overall. Uh, next came the medley. Uh, and the medley was actually a lot of fun. Like I really liked how it was set up. There was, uh, three kegs, 50, 30 and 10 feet away from like a big sled that we put them in. And then we had to drag the sled backwards 50 feet. So the first, it was 150, 200 and 210. Uh, like furthest one was the lightest one and just closer and closer. So everybody, uh, went and pretty much loaded it in about the same time. Uh, but then the sled drag myself and one of the other lighter competitors, we made it a little bit, uh, but I was definitely happy still where I was able to budget to. I, I made it, I don't think quite halfway, just under maybe like 23 feet, 21 feet, somewhere in there. Uh, so again, still did very well with that. The heavier competitors, they were able to go definitely further. And that's where just that sheer mass uh, comes into play nicely to help out. But again, for myself, still very pleased with this event. Uh, stones then was the last event stones. I was happy and disappointed at the same time. 
uh, for my weight class. And like, I was really the only one, I, I, I kind of went for broke. Uh, there were two stones. You got one point for the lighter one, two points for the heavier one. So I was like, well, let's go for it. We'll go for the big one. At least, hey, even just have fun with it. So it was a 330, which I'd loaded a couple times in training. But the difference was this was a lot higher than I was used to. I I was just off. I could not finish the top end of the lift. Uh, I'd get it to the bar, but couldn't get it over. Um, so the 330 did not go, but I was still happy just, hey, attempting it. The pick was easy. I was able to get it high. And so there. I guess this is kind of bookends for the, the event. Like the th- middle three went well. The first and the last are what I learned the most from. So what I need to work on for my pressing, really probably doing some more heavy bands overhead, working on some more of my leg drive uh, and tricep strength to be able to lock things out at that very top end is really going to be important for me going forward. So I know that I really want to work on that and I have that kind of sight set for what to do there. But then the stones, this is all about that top end, upper back extension and strength. And so I've already been working more on not so much Zercher deadlifts, which I'll bring those in, but Zercher squats and really trying to finish high as well as front squats, really trying to finish high, keeping my upper back nice and tight uh, because that's where I miss a lift. I can pull a 350 or a 360 stone, whatever it is at the gym from the floor and lap it. And I can do that very well. Uh, (laughs) I can do the 330 and I can extend with that to a certain point. I can probably get it to 44, maybe inches or so every single time, anytime I want to. Uh, I know I've done like, it was 48 or 50 in training and this was 54 inches. So it's that last little bit, especially when I'm going against some of these taller competitors that I really need to work on for myself. I mean, I'm not short. I'm about 5'11", but 200 pound class, I'm coming in okay. If I'm competing at 231, uh, I'm going to definitely have to step that up and really get my upper back a whole lot stronger to be able to do that. So two huge things there, uh, which I'm very happy to know, to to learn. So again, overall contest, I was happy with how I did. Uh, didn't really do so well in the standings, but hey, that's why it's an amateur contest. That's why I went back to work even just later that day, writing things, just doing stuff, um, because that's this is not my job. This is a passion of mine that I want to share with others uh, about my training, about my life, so that they can hopefully learn from it as well. And I hope you guys, even anybody listening or anybody who's working on things can take some of those points um, to see. But now I want to kind of go back uh, leading up to the contest. So seven months out was one of those, I think it was about seven months, um, maybe a little bit less, where I said, okay, it's time. I'm ready to do this. Like I had started training heavier before that, but still hadn't honed in my training on strongman as much. Uh, it was more, I'm just kind of feeling stuff out for the first, maybe three months, four months of my training, uh, in June or July, whenever it was that I started training heavy, uh, it took a little bit to get in that flow again because I hadn't done it in again, at that point, about two, two plus years at that point and almost closing two and a half, almost three now at this point. But what did the training look like? So that's what I want to start off with. So my true training days, I was, I was lifting heavy four days a week, really, uh, or modified it where I would do one heavy pressing day, one heavy lower body day, if you will. What I would, I would rotate. So my heavy pressing days, uh, 
I would alternate back between like a horizontal press and a vertical press, going back and forth between the two. Some with band work, some without, um, but always really working up to that max single. Uh, this has been really beneficial for me because it's I'm learning how to strain with the weight, uh, especially with the bands, and just grind out some reps. And you don't always want to grind everything out, which is why I do a lot of higher volume afterwards. But to be able to grind for one to three reps a week, I think is a good thing. Uh, and that really teaches me how to get strong, how to fight through something when it gets tough. And I think that mental preparation doesn't just carry through in the sport of strongman, but in anything else, say, whether it's Cooper gets upset and I have to mentally be prepared for that and almost sometimes strain through that because I know he's upset and I want to comfort him. I want to help him out, but he can't always express what's going on. So those types of things or mentally being ready to help out a challenging client or patient who really has a lot going on and they've been in pain for a long time and I have to just buckle down, shut out everything else going on in my life, hone in there to help them be just absolute present and it comes back to that, I think saying that again, present. Every time that I find myself that I'm present with my lifting, with my family, with my job, whatever it is, everything just goes that much easier. Uh, so try and be aware of that for yourself uh, when you're training, when you're at home, when you're at work, whatever it is, because that being present uh, is going to just continue to perpetuate and it'll become easier and easier and you'll just start finding that things flow a lot nicer. Uh, so getting back to training, I guess, uh, <laughs> pressing. Yeah, I would do that heavy day and then follow it with a bunch of upper back work, some more pressing work, not necessarily a whole lot, uh, some higher volume, but just like an all out, maybe two, three, four sets, uh, with some dumbbells though, specifically, and then a bunch of upper back work on that day, uh, heavy upper back work on that day specifically, a little bit maybe lower volume, but not so much, just a lot of reps between maybe three, four, five, six reps. Uh, and then that would be about it. Uh, again, there's little nuances to it, but that's that's the overview. Um, upper back, like I said, shrugging, uh, rowing, pull-ups, uh, some arm work, whatever that looked like, and that was it. Maybe some uh, weighted walking on that day. Uh, depending on what I was doing, how I was feeling. And when I say way to walk, like through my hands or overhead type thing. And then uh, there was also the really heavy day uh, for either a squat, uh, deadlift, or good morning. And I would alternate. I would do a deficit deadlift of some sort, so where it's lower than normal, a squat, a deadlift that's higher than normal, and then a good morning uh, in that order and just keep recycling through that every four weeks. Uh, and usually the, the bands I would play around with on the press, dependent on feel, uh, I would usually do two on, one off with the bands um, for my lower extremity days. Uh, and always up to a single, except for the good mornings, I'd do anywhere from a triple to a set of five uh, all out with that. And I started also wearing some uh, briefs, uh, more I like it for the hip support, and I think this is important to note. Like, I'll do that, and I'll wear a, um, a uh, belt. But again, I'll wear it for one to three lifts in an entire week, no more. So that very, very, very top end, that's where I'm trying to eke out as much as I possibly can. I'll work up as heavy as I can without that belt on, 
and then maybe the last set, usually maybe two. I rarely even went with three sets with it on. Uh, I would I would put it on because I wanted to be as strong as I absolutely could, uh, and then get a little bit more because I still want to compete. This isn't solely for health and longevity. I just enjoy this uh, and want to get the most out of it that I can. So on occasion, again, twice a week at the most probably, I would put that belt on to really grind out a little bit more weight uh, in whatever lift that would be. And deadlifts were going really well. Squats are okay. And squats are still, squats are like pressing for me. Not a great lift. Uh, I don't know why they, I think it's because, hey, it's still that leg drive. It's still a similar movement. But for a deadlift, for a good morning, I can just put that weight there and just go to town. And I, I love doing it. And you can probably just hear it in my voice. Uh, I have to get that for the pressing, for the squatting to really help uh, up my game. Uh, after that, I would do more uh, hinging work. No matter what I did first, I'd always do some hinging work. Uh, I did a lot of good mornings. Uh, I did a lot of uh, more like dimmel deadlifts, so some high rep uh, deadlifts, but not setting the weight down. In a sense, like think of like a mono, like a kettlebell swing with a, but not in that swing manner, but just that ballistic movement with a deadlift from the top. Um, and I did a lot on the hyperextension bench too, either straight out in a 90 degree, like going down or at a, like a 45 degree angle. Um, both of those really helped rock solid, uh, light up my back and just keep it strong. Uh, that low back, the glutes, the hamstrings, everything. Uh, I'd also do some bent knee strengthening. I might do one. I might do two of those exercises. Then I do one usually for bent knee, um, which I do a lot of this one at home. So I do just like Swiss ball leg curls or some banded leg curls, uh, one leg, both legs, whatever it would be. And again, I'm always changing it up and then go into definitely some weighted abs, maybe pair it with one of those two, uh, side, whether it be forward, I mean, lifting my legs up, I mean, any and everything just to get that whole abdominal region, just rock solid strong. Uh, and from there then that would usually be, uh, about it. Like I'd crush myself in those probably about four accessory lifts, uh, and, and some sled work, excuse me. I'm starting to do, I, I hadn't done it as much, but the sled work going forward is going to definitely be uh, at least twice a week. I'd like to get it a little bit more, um, but it's just not going to happen with my schedule, so I'm not going to force it. Uh, and then, so like I said, sled work there, uh, heavy on those days, or I'd alternate, like do a heavier week and then a moderate week, just go back and forth. So those are my two heavy days. Uh, and then I did more of a dynamic effort day, which was a lot higher volume, uh, it would always be for the pressing one, either an overhead press for nine triples or a horizontal press for nine triples and always against bands there, just trying to really accelerate as fast as I could. Uh, on this one, then it would be instead of like the dumbbell pressing all out, I would do some type of closed kinetic chain pressing all out, uh, push-ups, feet elevated push-ups, dips, ring push-ups, um, any and all of the above. Uh, followed by then some close kinetic chain. So some type of either rowing up to rings, rowing up to a bar or chin-ups, pull-ups, uh, rope climbing, all of the above. Uh, from there then, similar to uh, the other workout where it would just be a lot higher volume this time, usually not quite as heavy, um, but going with some elbow extensions, either supine, standing on an incline, barbells, dumbbells, one arm, two arm, all of the above, 
some curls with those then too. And then usually more some either like a lot of shrugging on this day or some rear delt work of some sort where it's just like some band pulls, uh, uh, like face pulls, some band pull apart, some rear delt raises, really just trying to keep that back of my shoulder really steady, healthy uh, as I'm doing stuff because that's really going to be crucial um, for keeping my shoulders healthy with my pressing as well as working on uh, mobility, obviously. Uh, but then the dynamic effort day for my lower body, uh, I would do some box squats with some bands, some deadlifts against some bands. And I worked up, uh, it started to end up being at towards the end, five sets of five and then seven sets of three. And that really worked well for me. I'd go every usually 50 seconds on the squats, maybe every minute if I was going really slow, but it was usually every 50 seconds and I might start ramping up that conditioning as well. And then every 40 seconds on the deadlifts. Uh, and these really were relatively easy for me being right around, uh, 75% of my max at all times. Uh, and I could just boom, 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 just bust those out. And then it would look the very similar where I would go, I would do some type of lower back work. Uh, on this day, it might be some higher rep stone work. Uh, again, some good mornings of all sorts, some deadlifts of all sorts. Uh, but it might be just higher rep deadlifts here where I might just take a regular deadlift, a sumo deadlift, uh, do it elevated, um, do it however, uh, and do sets of maybe six, eight, 10, 20 uh, on those and just go till I really can't. Uh, and then again, here I would do some knee flexion work, but this time it would usually be in the glute ham raise or like a Nordic leg curl with some assistance. So just hitting those uh, pretty hard and heavy. And then again, maybe some more, uh, of that lower back work, uh, some abs for sure. And then some sled work. And that was, that's kind of that, that overall training there, very similar templates, but it's those first things that start, uh, that make the changes there. Uh, and then seven days a week, I've been doing some type of body weight movement. And this is usually my morning, uh, recently started after the contest, a little something different, uh, which I'm really liking so far. Cause it only takes me five, six minutes and I try and do it at least twice a day. Uh, but it's very lightweight, but it's moving and it's really thinking about elongating, working on postures, everything like that. Uh, but I also still do sprinkle in some gymnastics bodies work too. So still just doing some of that body weight. And these, this is where a lot of my like abdominal work comes from, um, the trunk stability, uh, throughout those throughout on, on any and every day. Uh, and, and then I do just some higher rep band push down, some higher rep, uh, leg curls, every single, well, not I shouldn't say every single day after whatever I did the previous day, if I need to do a little bit more, I'll do that just to help pump the body a bit. Uh, every day I was doing my Tai Chi ruler. I've been doing that now. I haven't missed a day. It's been about 400 days. Uh, and I don't plan on stopping. That's just too critical to my mental health, to my physical health, to just me getting that extra 25 minutes, half hour outside every night in the moonlight, soaking up the ground, the trees, the, the birds, the bees, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Rufy's always outside with me. They're always in the same spot. Sometimes Alex will come out, but she's usually passed out on the couch and we just relax the moon, the stars, all of the above. And that's incredibly, incredibly powerful for me, uh, to be able to recover because not only am I still just continuously pumping and I'm almost doing the movement here as I'm talking now, uh, that pumping just goes such a long way for my chi flow, but also then helping me to get to that rested state for sleep, 
uh, which is about to follow. And that's, that's where I kind of just jump right into bed after that. And I can just pass out like a light and have an amazing night's sleep, which let's talk about that sleeping. My sleep is good overall. Uh, still a lot of times, not a lot of times. I mean, still maybe five nights a week he'll get up because he still is battling with some eczema. So he's dry. He's itching. I'll get up. We'll read a book. I'll put some coconut oil on him. And that's, that's that. So my sleep has certainly been interrupted. Uh, I'm not going to say that it's been dead on, but it's, it's been to the best that I can make it, uh, where I'm getting, shutting the screen off. I'm, if I'm on the computer at night, it's the flux is on. So the, the amber lights kick in. I have my orange glasses on top of that too. So really just doing my best to combat that and just not staying up late. Uh, again, nine thirty is about the end of it for me. Uh, during this training, I was getting definitely some more sleep. I mean, and, and it, it's tough to say, cause sometimes I'd be up for 20 minutes, half hour in the middle of the night. So I'd probably sleep till six, five thirty six, depending on the night. Uh, but I want to start trying to get up a little bit early, 5.30. I'm going to do 9.30 to 5.30. That seems to really do well for me. Uh, I've been doing that now for the last week or so uh, and enjoying it because it gives me a little more productivity. I can do some more writing, do some more reading in the morning, as well as make sure I get that like 10 minutes of movement first thing because that with some water just gets me f- flowing and just ready to start the day. So I'm loving that. Uh, moving on to nutrition. So nutrition is something... I've been playing around with again because last time I competed, my nutrition looked just different. Uh, it flat out did. I mean, I'm still eating well. I'm still eating eating high quality. Um, I'm not eating in as relaxed environment. Sometimes I'm a little more rushed, uh, which I've definitely mitigated. And I actually did that last summer when I kind of re-evaluated uh, my lifting. So that actually helped out a lot. Uh, but I, I'd like to... And this is kind of something going forward. So my nutrition, again, I eat a lot of veggies. I eat some, uh, everything's organic. All the meats are grass-fed, all that kind of stuff. So that's how I eat. The the fish is wild caught. It's just, it's good, clean food. Now it's refining it. And especially for me to be at 200 now, and I think I'm going to just keep putting weight on because it's so easy to do at this point. Uh but again, I'm going to structure it to make sure that I'm doing it in a very lean manner where I eat a lot of carbs. Again, I'm looking at my sweet potatoes over on the counter here as I'm recording this because, and that, and just some bananas too. I'm going to train after I finish recording this. And what am I going to do? I'm going to have a bunch of protein, some good fat, and a whole lot of carbs. This is the time that I definitely ramp that up in the day is right after training to give my body uh, just that recovery, but I'm also looking to go probably ramp it up even higher right after, and then a little bit lower throughout the rest of the day. Cause I want to see how my body absorbs that and takes it all in. I think this might be a really beneficial thing for me and allow me to, uh, help put on a little bit more of that lean mass. And again, what am I going to go to? I don't know. Kind of whatever that set point ends up being for me. If it's 205, if it's 225, Hey, cool. Uh, and then I can kind of see where I'm going to compete at from there because I do want to compete more. Uh, I'm looking at contests. I don't really feel like traveling a whole lot right now uh, just because, hey, it, it can be hard. Like leaving Julie, leaving Cooper, leaving the dogs uh, for, for the day on a weekend when, hey, the weekend, that's when I get to spend a lot of time with them. I enjoy that. So 
I don't want to be too far away from home. This contest was about an hour and a half, so that's three hours plus like four hours for the contest. So I was gone for maybe seven hours, uh, which was good because I still got to then spend a little time in the morning, uh, but then the rest of the day, like I was there, got back, and then we were able to go do our thing. Like we went to the grocery store on Saturday like we normally do. We hung out that night. I mean, got to play, so it was good. But if I start traveling two and a half, three, four hours, I mean, that just wipes out that one day, and that still means a lot to me. My time is very important to me, uh, so I value that a a whole lot, uh, and I will going forward. But I'm looking for the summer, for the uh, fall, uh, fall is always tough because it's college football and I love watching that, but maybe, uh, I know there's usually been a contest, I think in my area in like November or December time. So that even might be the next one right now. And that'll give me some time to get my strength back. Maybe bump up that weight class. We'll wait and see, but that's, that's, uh, kind of plans on that. Uh, as far as competing again, it's, it certainly is going to happen in the fairly near future. Other things on nutrition uh, that I've been really exploring with have been the adaptogens. For me, my chaga tincture has just been awesome. Uh, I made this back in the fall, and I'm just about out of all that I made. Uh, so I'm probably not going to use any more of that right now. I'm going to switch. I'm going to uh, actually just started using some maca powder maybe three or four weeks ago. So I wanted to do it like with a little bit of overlap. That's been really good stuff. I'm enjoying that a whole lot. Uh, and again, another quality adaptogen, uh, that really just helps that. I notice, um, big time effects for my sleep. Um, and I just, I I feel this like just ready to go, like hard charging kind of thing from it, not in an overly hard charging way, but just like an amped, but not jittery way, which is really cool. The Chaga was amazing just for, I think immunity overall, but I just feel strong on Chaga. It's just Chaga gives me one of those like not run through a wall, just like press through a wall very gently feeling. Like I just know I can overcome that, overpower something that when it's in my way, I can continue to go and do what it is that I need to do, whether that's just learning how to go around something or charge right through it. So yeah, the Chaga, really cool stuff. And adaptogens, uh, I want to try messing with some more uh, of the medicinal mushrooms like cordyceps actually is the next one that I, I plan on. Uh, using and that and maybe some astragalus. The astragalus I have to look into a little bit more. Um, I've listened to uh, somebody talk about it on a podcast. It really intrigued me, um, especially for the athletics uh, and, again, of course, just health overall. But adaptogens are really cool, whether you're in strength athletics or not. I think they can have a huge role. And that's why all societies, uh, all cultures around the world have their own of some sort, depending again on where they were, uh, they would be using them. But again, it's just that ability to help you overcome stressors in your environment, whatever that might be. Um, and so the sleep, the lifting, uh, nutrition, I mean, it it just amplifies all of those. I don't think it makes up for any of them. Yeah. I, I think, no, that's not true. I think Ken in the short term, if Cooper was for some reason up like three nights in a row and just really wasn't sleeping, he was only sleeping during the day or, uh, I mean, maybe something having to work. I really had to cover for somebody. So I'm working maybe a lot of hours, something like that, where I think in the short term, three, four days, maybe a week, it can be really beneficial there and should definitely be used, but should be used on small doses to just help you, uh, with that overall quality of life. And I think overall quality of performance in, in my case then as well, because I want to use it for both. Uh, so overall, this is really cool. I mean, I just learned 
a whole lot of things uh, from getting back to this, getting back to competing. Uh, and I encourage you guys like to go out and do something like this for yourself. It doesn't have to be a strongman contest, although I would certainly encourage you to do so. Uh, if you're curious about that, I mean, let me know. I, I'd love to help you out. Uh, I had recently on had uh, Caleb Beck of Starting Strongman. I mean, another great resource to go for um, to just find out how to get into such an awesome sport. Um, but any sport, any strength endeavor, uh, athletic endeavor that you want to get into, I say sign up. Don't worry about how you do, what you do. Worry about how it pushes you, what you learn from it, how you grow from it. Because going forward, I mean, I know what I'm going to do for my training. I talked about some of the things that I'm going to do. Talked about maybe bumping up a little bit in body weight. And these are fun for me. This is a game. It gives me something to do. It keeps me entertained because that's what life's all about for me is having fun with it, enjoying it. See what are the things I can take part in. See what I can learn from it because I want to learn both for myself, for others. I mean, I want to share it with you guys, but I want to share it with my family. Like these are experiences that... I get to have, uh, and they get to be part of. Julie does her training at the gym. She's training for other things, and we get to support and help push each other, uh, both, of course, in the gym, but here with making sure we're eating right, sleeping right, uh, just enjoying each other's company, enjoying company with our friends, our families, and all these go so, so far, not only just health and longevity, but you being able to perform at that absolute peak. So find something that you enjoy. Go give it a shot. Don't say you're going to sign up tomorrow because you never will. Uh, It's just not going to happen. And that's what just happens all too often is people just, "Ah, I'm going to do this. Yeah, I should do that. You know what? Do it. And it it can really bring your focus into just this laser beam, uh, which is really cool because that's what you're focused on. That's what you're working towards. And you're going to do a lot to go get that. So I'm, I'm going to kind of just wrap it up here. That's that's about all I have to say on it. It was a blast getting back. I want to thank you. Kyle Bixler actually too. He put the show on. It was fantastic. I believe it was at BA Athletics in Lancaster, PA. If you guys want to check that out, if you're down in that area, it was an amazing facility, like absolutely blown away. So I really appreciate them, the, the judges. I mean, everybody that helped out. Uh, it was an absolute blast. Everybody that competed awesome job. I, I really appreciate them too, because we're all out there helping each other out, pushing each other and having a lot of fun with it. So that is, that is all for me for now. I'm um, definitely going to get back into it. I will certainly keep you guys updated. So thank you very much for listening. Thanks again for listening, and don't forget to head over to BarenakedHealthPodcast.com to check out the show notes for today's episode. While you're there, go to my calendar and schedule a 15-minute call so we can discuss what is your biggest struggle when it comes to maintaining your health. Remember that I'm a holistic lifestyle coach, and the show is sponsored by you guys. Each of you that I work with helps me to be able to put out podcasts like this for free, so thanks again for your love and support. Finally, if the show has helped you out in any way, please head over to iTunes to give the Bare Naked Health Podcast a positive comment and five-star rating. This really goes a long way in getting the word out with how simple health can be and helping to share the podcast with others, so thank you. Mm-hmm.